I'm your announcer, Joey Clams, and you're listening to the Genghis and Ragman Show, where a couple of metalheads talk about hard rock and heavy metal while drinking and writing craft beers from around the country. And don't forget to stick around after tonight's festivities for a one-on-one interview with our featured guest. For two guys who are so metal, they wear steel belted shoes. It's Genghis and Ragman. Oh, 
red. Dude, I think John and I should start a band. You should. You can, uh, you can join the jock straps. No, I'm not joining the jock straps. I'm not going to go out there in a jock strap and sing with you. You're not. No, it's my game by not doing something stupid like that. How you doing, Paisan? Doing all right. You're all hostile towards John now. I'm rubbing up on I'm you. just hostile towards everybody anymore. What's your I fucking deal, hate man? everybody. Except for Bye, you. Home. By the know. rage. I, dude, I got to tell you, fucking three weeks ago, something happened, set me off. And I've been in such a shit mood ever since. Damn. I mean, there's been... There's been events or, or things where I gather with friends and stuff like that, where I like put on the happy face, forget about how miserable I am for about miserable. a couple hours. Miserable then, because of something that happened or just miserable in general? I think the thing that happened set me off into this downward spiral of being just irritated and pissed off. Damn. You ever done that? Has that ever happened to you? Uh, sort of. Yeah, it, it's happened to me in like short spurts. So like one or two days, I'm in the shit mood. And then after that, I snap out of it. Boom, move on. Uh, but God, this one, dude, this lasts three weeks. I mean, to where I'm just like fucking, I don't, I don't know if it's depression or if it's like just fucking hating everything and everything be these fucking cats. I mean, I bitch at them all the time. This one, this motherfucker, what she did to the fucking room today, it was like a shit storm. It's like she got on top of the dryer and just shit everywhere. Dang. The shotgun just went everywhere. And it was flipping her off. I said, fuck you to her about three or four times. I sprinkled her with water. Probably a dick move. Probably. Probably going to have the SBCA after me. I did pat her later. We're friends again. <laughs> right. Until she right. fucks up the room again. And then, yeah, then you're getting dropped here. But, dude, I, fucking I, today I'm at the gym. I've got one vaccine, uh, or my first dose, mm-hmm. and there's fucking assholes walking around the gym with no fucking mask and they're not enforcing it anymore. Well, that totally bothers you, doesn't it? It does. Of all places, the gym, that's the place, in my opinion, you should be safest, right? Or no, I don't know why you would assume that. Or one of the safer places. I mean, there's a lot. Everybody's sweating. sweating. Yeah, all of your fluids are coming out of your body. That's the stuff that gets you uh, sick. So why would that be safe? Well, have a. You're saying it should be one of the safer places, or you're expecting to be not one of the. It's not. So let's wear a mask. So be more careful. I see what you're saying. Okay. And dude, when the gyms reopened, everybody went like crazy with the disinfectants and. I really felt safe there. Now I'm like, I'm irritated. I'm still going to go, but I'm irritated. I'm still going to go, but fuck those guys. Yeah. It just it <laughs> irritates the fuck out of me. So Damn, um, <clears throat> I guess right before we started the show tonight, the Metal Munchkin came home from her prom, her senior uh, prom tonight. There you go. Showed you, Genghis, what, uh, how she was all dolled up. Yep, I know that's and, always a fun thing for the kids. Senior yeah. prom's a big deal. So it's 8.50 Central Time mm-hmm. here in Houston, Texas. 
And Genghis is like, dude, 8.50, she's already home from prom? Well, apparently she, she, she had the picture show. Everybody takes the pictures. And then they go to the, the kids go to dinner, and then she, they're supposed to go to the dance. So it's kind of drizzly, shitty weather out here, a little bit of rain and stuff like that. But she gets to the dance, and they don't let her date in because he doesn't go to her high school. Which I thought was kind of shitty. It's out fucking side, right? But I don't know what the issue was. I'm thinking she probably didn't read the instructions and have to get the kid on the list or something like that. I Possibly. don't know. Yeah, who knows? I'm clueless on half the situations, but tomorrow's fucking prom house. Prom Did house? You? Yeah, prom house. Did you ever have a prom house? I don't know what the fuck that even means. What are you talking about? They, so, I guess since COVID... The moms, like, thought it would be a good idea to rent a beach house. For what? For the kids. Since it's COVID, it would be a good idea to get kids together in a house. Right. That's the opposite of what's good for COVID. <laughs> yes. Well, they feel bad for the kids because COVID fucked everything up. But Okay. Yeah. So no, let's I get them in a room and give too. them COVID. Yeah. I see, I see your point, too. So, basically, it's a two-day affair. And there was a night that Ragman's judgment was impaired. No way. Not sure how that happened. I know. You're so good about not drinking and stuff. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but uh, Ragman decided to be a chaperone that night. Nice. Yeah, he did. I can't believe I'm talking about myself in the third person, but I am right now. Oh, I thought you were going to say, I can't believe I'm talking about myself on the podcast. I'm like, really? Because that's basically how the <laughs> podcast is anymore. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm going to chaperone fucking 17, 18-year-old kids for the next two days. But basically, my only job is to grill meat and drink beer and have no my way. earpods on with music. Yes. So you turned it into a beer drinking. Dude, why Who'd not? Who'd have thought? That's right. Who'd have thought? All right. So I woke up. It's time for beer. I'll be there. No, John, there's a restraining order in about every county that you can't be near underage minors. Oh yeah, I forgot that. that I can take in, get that taken care of. It was, it was an accidental uh, accident, if you know what I'm saying. Uh-huh. An accidental accident. Sure. Could you be more clear? Uh, 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 I'm just gonna see the bit. I, I gotta go take a shit. i see y'all later. Yeah, whenever it gets serious, he's gotta go take a shit. Yeah. So, I don't trust that. Uh, so anyway, uh, anyway, I, I uh, bringing this full circle to music. Uh, I'm gonna have a lot of good tunes on the iPod Atola. Gonna have yep. the little earbuds going, and I will like cancel out all the nonsense surrounding me. You definitely want to do that. That's, That's the goal. Yeah. What's well, the goal? We'll see what happens. Yep. So, you know what? That calls for a tune, Paisan. I'm a hit. What do you think? You mean what to play? Um, I don't know if you have anything in mind. Anything up your sleeve over there? Well, we've played some Light the Torch before. We've played another one. Oh, I love Light the Torch, man. Howard yeah. Jones. Anything Howard Jones, I'm in. Yeah, and, uh, and it sounds pretty good so far. Uh, how about uh, Wilting in the Light? Let's do it. 
sweet, sweet. So, uh, yeah, all that nonsense is over. That's what's going on. Uh, I will say this, dude. I've got a pretty full concert calendar for the next three weeks. I'm going to take a week off in between. Okay. So next Friday is Eric Martin, acoustic okay. with PJ Farley from Trickster. Nice. The very next night, Jeff Scott Soto and Bumblefoot. Hmm. So Playing by themselves, to, just doing like a... I, I don't know what they're going to play. It, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> no one even knows that they're coming. <laughs> no shit. Dude, they're playing this place called the Wildcat Saloon, though, which worries me. I guess that's like Dosey Do where you sell Skolnick, though, right? A, a mm. country-flavored bar that hosts mm. rock, rock acts. Okay. That's, that, that can be a pretty cool thing. And I want to say... Uh, a couple years ago when I saw UFO and BOC, they played like a country bar that hosted Metal Axe. So I've got those two shows. I have a week off. And then the ne- next week after that, I've got Winger on a Friday night and Night Ranger on a Saturday. Back to backs. Look at you. So with a little luck, guys. Uh, well, Eric's a given. Uh, mm. we, I am going to hang with Eric. Uh, I'm not sure about interview. If so, I'll try to get something going there. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to score anything with Jeff Scott Soto. I reached out, and due to COVID, he's not doing anything. And I think we're going to run into a lot of that, being honest. And I've talked to a couple promoter guys this week, and that's kind of, I guess, the new normal with some of these artists. I guess until everybody's vaccinated. And things get a little bit more normal, but that yeah. it was funny. Our friend Dustin was like, "Dude, sorry, but this is kind of the new normal, you know, until things revert back, so to speak." And special, especially there's some guys that don't feel comfortable with it. So, actually, when Night Ranger comes, Carrie Kelly and I talk a little bit. The guitar player that took the Jeff Watson role, mm-hmm. and he's a crap beer guy. So we always talked about getting together having some beers, doing an interview, which I think would be fucking awesome. That would be, yeah. But, I mean, what if Carrie says, hey, it's cool, and then Jack Blaze is like, what the fuck, it's who's this ball guy? not cool, yeah. Or, yeah, or Kelly Keegy or Brad Gillis or, you know, one of those guys is like, what the fuck's he doing in here? And who is he? Well, they all know who I am. Let's, let's I was going to say, like, let's, let's not, not joke around here. Everyone, I'm, I'm not no, giving myself right. enough credit. Yeah, that's right, sir. But the thing, it's it's like there's only half of the Genghis ragging each other, so that might throw people off. Okay, maybe. And I grew a goatee, so right. Does like who is this guy? Like Clark <laughs> Kent. It looks so different, mate. He does. Uh, who is this man? So, uh, um, that said, uh, I think it's time for a brewski, Mister G.
Paisan, I have switched it up due to all your horrible comments you throw my way <laughs> about IPAs. There's a lot of ball busting about IPAs on this show. So, ah, ah, oh, 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 God. <laughs> the look on your face over there. I got no, I got nothing. So, we've, I've done something different tonight. I actually had this months and months and months ago, but I brought some back to Texas, imported a beer from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. From the Eleventh Hour Brewing Company, the yeah. Slice. What do you know about Slice, Bizan? How dare you even ask? Why? I'll tell you what I know about Slice. Slice is Eleventh uh, Hour Brewing. There, they do a sort of a series of these, as I understand it. And this one, I think you said, is the Raspberry Blackberry. Yeah. It says it's here, don't mind if I have a slice of Easter pie. So uh, this sucker is a sour, which is the, the part that really just blows me away. Um, but uh, let's see what the thing says. Let's just give you the read. It says, first in our new series of pie sours, this one was made with a heap of blackberry and raspberry puree, Madagascar vanilla beans, brown sugar, and pie crumbs. The resulting dessert sour is a delicious meld of everything you love about pie with the crisp tart finish you've come to love from our sours. So you're going to learn, Holmes, that a sour <laughs> is a nice thing, dude. I mean, have you, you never enjoyed when you are a kid, like a sour candy? Like a, usually oh, yeah. Sour Warheads and shit like that. I can yeah, eat that. Yeah, see, sour I don't can be cool. Yeah. Yeah, but one would say, like, I don't want to drink a, a melted-down milkshake, but that's all you drink now. So let's not pretend that you're not willing to act like a five-year-old and drink sugar, pure sugar. <laughs> pretend. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. So, so the can... The label, I know we don't always rate label, but the can is fucking awesome. It the is blackberry cool. pie, the crust. They got like a thing. Yeah, they got like almost like a 70s sort of look there with that font. Yeah. You know? Slice. That's nice, dude. So, I like it. Uh, the, the presentation purple. of the glass is nice. And actually, the beer looks nice, too. Uh, when I first yeah. poured it, I, a really nice amount of head. Some decent lacing on the side. Um, yeah. It almost looks like a raspberry smoothie. A little bit, right? Like I said, yeah. It's good. So, uh, it looks tasty. I mean, I'll say that. I bet it is. I can smell the sourness right off the, the, the aroma. Uh, it's not putting me off, though. It, it smells like... like well, that's um, the thing. When you have a sour, you would say, if it was just sour, that would be terrible. So what's yeah. supposed to balance it out is the other additives they throw in there, like the, the, the berries. They have a nice mix of raspberry and blackberry. That's a nice combination. And if they did that, and then they got the vanilla, it's basically it's like a slice of pie, right? So sure, if sure. all that sweetness helps balance out the sour, that can make for a really nice drinking experience. It says here that it uh, finishes a bit dry, so that'll be interesting. Okay, so uh, aroma, I would give it a four. I, I do want to try this. Oh, okay. Um, That's saying something. I was not too. a sour guy. Yeah. No, not a sour guy at all. Not yeah. a sour guy at all. I'm more the sour guy. Yeah, you would probably be have half a chub right now if you were drinking this. <laughs> All right, so, so two fours so far. I think it's clinkage time. The true test. It looked like the sour hit you there on the face. <laughs> like, damn. It's not bad, dude. It's not I bad. Know. I know. The manila bean comes in. 
So you get that instant rush of the sour, the right. blackberry, the raspberry. Like it's almost like eating fresh blackberry raspberry with like nothing on it, just yeah, biting yeah. into them. Right. That's and why I don't like get, blackberries because when you have those just straight yeah. or even blueberries are the same way, they're just too yeah. tart and too funky. You need a little sweetness to it. But dude, right behind it is a fucking vanilla bean, the lactose nah. sugar. It's nice. It's uh, amazing how beard guys i think they engineer that the really good ones and they can kind of like like when we had the uh the legendary neapolitan stout it's like they know how to make the beer so that the taste kind of hits you almost like that everlasting gobstopper and willy wonka's factory where it's just like it comes a little at a time instead of all because if you got all the flavors at once that would be like too much it'd be like what am i tasting right but you kind of if each one comes like one at the beginning one a little bit after and one at the end and I think that's fascinating how they pull that off. Well, dude, <laughs> this one's amazing. I, real quick, you mentioned the Neapolitan from Parrish mm-hmm. that we had. Right. I've got one that's aged like five or six years. Whenever we're back in the same room doing a show, that's uh-huh. the beer we open. I bet that'll be amazing. And, dude, we, we also have a black metal before shit got infested with the uh, yeah. the bacteria. black metals, yeah. Cause it's got just one of those that's aged probably strong. eight years. <laughs> this must be like a strong farmhouse ale is all it was originally supposed to be. Well, no, it was a stout. Black metal was a stout. Oh, it was a stout? What am I thinking of? Oh, I'm thinking of... And now it's a sour metal. stout. But I think I'm thinking of their other metals. I think they had like the... The thrasher or whatever it was called. Like the thrash metal. It might have been the farmhouse. Thrash metal, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then they had the funk. There's like a funky sour, like the funk metal. That was like a sour. Never tried that one. Nice. Dude, I got to save. First sour on the show rated, I'm gonna give it a four. John, hit the horn, sir. Look at you. You got your shirt. That's incredible. <laughs> so, um, if you don't mind, Paisan, I, I wanna play a song here. Okay. This is a band that we love, we've uh, interviewed before, mm. and I was. Again, uh, not to go rehash everything I talked about in the beginning, but I was in a very dark spot on Sunday of all days. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I was just really bummed out. Damn, the dude. song came on, and it just took me to a new level of being more depressed. <laughs> but I want to play it. Uh, the... Unleash that on everyone else. <laughs> you know, shit. Feel my pain. Uh, the song, uh, the band's called Miss May I. Uh, oh, nice. This is uh, a band that uh, Genghis and I saw and loved live. They were just amazing. Yeah, yeah. Actually, the cover on my phone is a picture of Eli, the singer, where you can't see his face. All you can see is his hair, red hair and a light right. behind you. Yeah, it's the coolest that. photo I've ever taken on my phone, and so it's like my backdrop. Yeah. Uh, the song's called Death Knows My Name off the Shadows Inside record. Uh, let's check it out. Go! 
But I'll see Muppy T tonight, and it's good to see you, my friend, but hopefully this will last. Maybe I'm shaking the shit off. We'll see what happens. Uh -huh. I'm in a funk, though. Sorry about that, Holmes. That's all right, man. That's all right. I'll get over it. As I can without you telling me what happened. <laughs> I, that's the problem. I had a friend, and she's like, so what happened? I was like, I don't fucking know. Oh, there's not even like an, a single incident that sparked all this? Well, did I tell you the story about how the Munchkin lost her keys in Miami? No. Her key? That's what I mean. See, I'm trying to avoid having to listen to a long voice. Well, we're not going to go into that, but that's really? what set it off. Oh, I got okay. really irritated. Right. And from that day on, I've just been... I mean, we'll get into that story maybe next show or something like that. But, or next year. Because no. I know you love stories. Yeah. But uh, no, it just it just continued past that. I'm like, what the fuck? I can't shake it. So my friend said, she's like, dude, I've been there. I was like, I've never <laughs> been there for fucking three weeks. I've been there once a month. Yeah. <laughs> Took him a while. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to buy these certain little Kleenex. That's right. If you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, man. So uh, let's get into some music news. Um, like I said, uh, concerts back. Uh, the new normal. Can we interview people uh, on site anymore? I don't know. It may take a while until we're all vaccinated. So uh, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. Uh, going to all these shows over the next couple weeks. It'll be interesting to see how the venues are operating with the no mask order in place in Texas. So, will Warehouse Live require me to wear a mask while I see these shows? Or this Wildcat Saloon next week, will they require me to wear the mask? I don't know. So, that said, if there's no mask in place in these, in these venues, we've had this discussion quite a few times. Does Genghis venture out and say, okay, I'll fucking go? Are you still like no way? I got to give it more time. So, so we're bringing this up again because it seems like we get we have no. This I know, but other but show. I don't. We didn't talk about it once they lifted the mask order. So what's the question? in Texas at least? Yeah. So 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 do you go to a show now if there's no mask in place when you walk into the venue? Uh, when would the show be? Say you want to go see Winger in three weeks. Nope. You're not going. Nope. No mask. Okay. Look, you, you, can, you can do this any way you want. I'm not going until I'm fucking ready. It's that <laughs> I, I don't give you. a shit who's coming. I got it's you. Not I'm difficult just to understand. Yeah, you well, keep just asking. Like it's going to change if you keep asking. Well, no. I mean, this the no mask order wasn't in place at that point. I don't give a shit. That's got nothing to do with it. I want to so, know that it's safe enough for me to go out there. Just I because they don't have the mask order, but every dipshit out there still isn't vaccinated, doesn't mean right. it's any safer. I'm so you're going to wait till there's more people vaccinated, which I would not do a saying... concert before July, end of July. Okay, I get you. That's what I was looking for right there. You just right. answered my question. Yeah, that's something you should have asked it the right way. <laughs> I guess I should have. Yeah. Get your head now, out of your ass, Black Mary. Fuck you, John. Now, the thing is, knowing you, August 1st, you'll start asking me. <laughs> well, we but... do have Megadeth in August. Okay, then that might be a concern. That might be a consideration then. But I'll have to decide then how I feel. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. No worries. 
Just yeah, ask I don't, I don't have a hard on to be running into people. That's not me. That's you. I don't want to run into a person unless she's hot. Oh, but you're, by you're, the you're, you're Mr. Social. I'm not. So, well, you like need people to survive, and I'm like the opposite. I do they, not. They kill me, sir. I do not need people to survive. Yes, that's a fallacy. Don't uh -huh. believe the rumors. Uh huh. I spend a lot of time by myself. I'm just around people. I'm by myself. <laughs> Oh, I don't know what the fuck that means, but okay. <laughs> I guess it's like me. I'm around people and I'm by myself because I'm like ignoring everybody. Hmm. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I see. That's what I'm saying. No, if I go like when I was out last Sunday, mm. I think I met some friends and I went to another brewery. Mm -hmm. Well, of course. And I was like, well, they had some good beer and the beer tender chick's pretty cute. Mm -hmm. um, so I was like, I'm going to have one more beer. Mm. And I went and sat outside by myself. No shit. With yeah. your friends you went, but you sat by yourself. Oh, no, no, no. I left them and said, oh, I'm okay. going. I left this one brewery. Oh, and I said, so you were by yourself I anyway. I get it. Yeah, yeah. So you didn't do it. That happens special. a lot. Oh, okay. Yeah. More than you think or know. Probably think, oh, he's out carousing all the time. I just assume you're right. I, I you just barely assume. It's my bad. All right, let's get some music. I was let's say, get let's to some stories. Right. <laughs> That's kind of why people tune in. Yeah. So what you got over there? Oh, you're ready right now. Okay, sweet. Uh, you, did you know that according to Metal Sucks, that uh, Sammy Hagar said recently that um, he would have been embarrassed quote unquote if Van Halen had changed their name to Van Halen and that uh, following along the lines of how um, supposedly Warner Brothers the, the record label wanted them to change their name when Sammy joined the group huh interesting yeah not weird I, th yeah. there were all the rumors when when he was going to join or when he joined that was going to be changed to Van Hagar and a lot of people call it the Van Hagar era uh but yeah, bad move. I, you would yeah. think the record execs would be smart enough that like Van Halen had the brand, right? And Sammy had a brand, but he wasn't as big as uh, Van yeah. Halen. No one is. Yeah, no one is big as far as that goes. I mean, he's he's. I mean, he's a legend. He was a legend then. So, um, so Anthony, my, Michael Anthony, uh, claimed, Anthony Michael uh, Hall. That's right. Michael Anthony claims that Warner Brothers Records did, in fact, according to this article, try to convince Van Halen to get a new moniker after Hagar joined the fold, and now Hagar has confirmed and fleshed out that story in a recent interview uh, on KLOS. So, according to Hagar, here's Hagar's version of the story. He says, yeah, we were all in a room, and I think head of Warner Brothers, Mo Austin, said, why don't we be careful here? Our managers and lawyers and the president of the record company and the band was all in a room when we asked for permission for me to join the band. It was official. Everybody came and said, we want to have a meeting. And we were in the studio and we played, why can't this be love? And Mo Austin went, oh, I smell money. He thought it was just the greatest. But anyway, so then he said, did you guys ever think about maybe changing the name to like Van Hagar or something? And I know what they were thinking because they thought if this doesn't work, at least you can go back with Van Halen again. But if you're Van Halen and it doesn't work, now you've ruined Van Halen. Yeah. So they were trying to preserve, I think, the Van Halen name. And Eddie Van Halen, Eddie Van Halen, no one else said, fuck that. He said, this is Van Halen with a new singer. And everybody said, okay, word, gospel, boom. Yeah. So there you go. That's the story. But that's interesting, though. I mean, that whole perspective. Yeah. And 
I'm just a question to you. Do you think that it would have killed the Van Halen name had they changed it to Van Hagar? Me, honestly, uh, back in the day, because I was a huge Hagar fan and a huge Van Halen fan, when they merged after Dave left, I was excited. Yeah. Because I loved Sammy. I was like, wow, what, what's he going to do with Van Halen? Had right. they changed it to Van Hagar, I, it wouldn't have changed my perspective at all. I don't believe. Well, it wouldn't have changed my uh, appreciation of the music. I mean, the music is separate from whatever the hell the name of the band is. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you change it to Rice Pudding, I mean, it's still it's the same music. What do I give a shit? I mean, it's weird. Uh, I don't know if I necessarily want a shirt that says that, you know, at the concert, but I'll still dig the music. So yeah. I keep that. I always keep that separate. I could give a shit. I would have thought it was weird. Van Hagar sounds stupid, but I can yeah. see. Cause I, well, I see where you came up with that, but it's like, but why don't you just leave it Van Halen? Yeah. I mean, it is still Van Halen. It's not like it was Van Halen featuring David Lee Roth or David right. Lee Roth's Van Halen or something. It was mm-hmm. Van Halen. And so they can right. change members all the time. Every time they change members over in any other band, they don't go changing the name necessarily. I mean, I don't know what happens, but it's not a common practice. Yeah. It, 5150 was so strong and such a huge album, too. Had they changed the name, I don't think it changes a thing as far yeah. as... Because the people knew it was of, still Van Halen yeah. with Sammy Hagar. Right. That's, you know what I mean? It's still the same thing. And then OU812 had some hits, and then for Unlawful Carnal, carnal Knowledge, right. uh, even Balance. I mean, Balance was kind of their last record, but the, the more I listen to Balance, we've had this conversation. Balance is a pretty solid record, the last record they did with Hagar. I'll have to go uh, listen to that again because I don't remember nothing off it. Oh, dude. What is that song called? No Matter What Love Can Do or something like that? Uh, let's play that. Um, okay. I think I fucked up the name, but I'll play it. We'll, we'll get it. And dude, it's, there's this really cool doom, 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 cool riff by Eddie. Oh, and cool. then Sammy comes in. It's a great song. We'll play it right now. motherfucker anyway. is fucking fighting me over this cock. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Sorry. He's probably pissed about how you talked to him earlier. Well, he says that was some pretty mean shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> you call me a man, man. I'm, I'm a lady. So anyway, to finish out the article, Hagar continued a little bit. He said, I, I was 100% on board with keeping the name. It was Van Halen with a new singer. I would have been embarrassed to be Van Hagar. I would have said, let's just change it back to Mammoth or something. Go back to the beginning. 
Yeah. Well, then Wolfgang would have been fucked. Right. Which, yeah, I was, <laughs> was going to mention that, that apparently he's using that name for his new project. And I guess if anyone can, it's him. But it yeah. seems a little goofy to do that. Again. Well, like, he's I a big would, dude, too. I wouldn't want to be riding on my dad's coattails for my new band. Well, I mean... He's already got the dude, name. That's all he can I got to tell you, that, that, that one single we played, the first single that came out, it's not a bad song. It's... Uh, whatever. When I'm at the gym, dude, they're playing the song a lot. And mm. then they show the video. And I like watching the video because it's all footage of Eddie and oh, cool. Wolfgang when he was young and stuff Oh, like that sounds that. neat. Yeah, I'll have to But, see I mean, I'm kind of happy for the kid. It's not really my thing. I thought it might be a little bit heavier because him and uh, Mark Tremonti are boys. Okay. But, no, it's just kind of mishmash. It's what I would Pop. expect. I would hard expect rock. it. Yeah, if you, I mean, you think about it, man. He's he's in he's in a hard place. He's grown up with a famous, legendary guitar playing father. He it's no fault of his his of his, and in fact, in some ways, it's been great for him. So that's fine. But at the same time, try try imagine trying to stand out from your dad's shadow yeah. after he passes away. There's no way that anyone's ever going to take you as seriously as if you had been just some guy who came out of nowhere and was good. Sure. So I'm sure he's a decent bass player and even maybe even a decent guitar player. But obviously, again, it's like imagine the son of Jimi Hendrix. If he's yeah. like, I'm going to start out. My name's Billy Hendrix. And people will just be like, who the fuck are you? You're yeah. nothing like your dad. You know, you, you, there's no way you'll ever live up to it. So well, I, it, it, it goes to be a musician, but, you know, yeah. really going to well, be it that? that. It gives that old conversation we've had about like even the Beatle kids, so George Harrison's kid, Paul McCartney's kid, yeah. uh, John Lennon's kid, Ringo Starr's kid, doing yeah. their band. And they're like, I don't really care. Um, yeah. And didn't, was it, uh, fuck, who was the guy that was in that band? The Wallflowers. Was that like Bob Dylan's son or something like yeah. that? Yeah. And they had some hits. Um, yeah, that was good. I mean, good music is good music. And if it right, happens right. to be written by the son of a famous person, it's like, okay, that's whatever. Good music is good music. And if he makes a name for himself and makes his own, because the Wallflowers, yeah, to this day are still, I mean, that was a really good song that was all over the radio. It's like, I right, like right. it played like anything else, but it was a good tune. And uh, he has a good voice, and I appreciate it. He's a good-looking guy. I mean, it's like, hey, more power to you. Whatever fame or fortune you can reach, that's great. What I, what I guess I'm not so sure about is if you're trading on your parent because you can tell he's not trained on his dad's name right he took his dad's real name zimmerman and yeah. didn't try to call himself dylan right well dude because of the nicholas cage argument you know yep. he didn't want to live on the coattails right. of and i and that's more respectable i'm not saying that wolfgang's a bad guy for using mammoth but i i don't if i were him i wouldn't have done that it's like that's a little odd it's sort of like if julian lennon started a band and whatever I don't remember what the Beatles' original name was. If he used that, it's like, well, it's kind of really, yeah, but that wasn't you. That was them. Quit taking their shit. Make up your own shit. They were called the Ticks. Yeah, the, the, the Ticks. Of course. I'm sure you're right about that. Oh, yeah. yes, I am. <laughs> Look it up. Yeah, I am looking it up, genius. And we're going to see what it is. <laughs> the Ticks. So let's see what it really was. Because I'm sure it was something. What's that? Something like the Minutemen or something goofy like that? You know how it is. It's always something pretty. The like, bowl cuts. It's something nobody would have given a shit about. Uh, the Quarrymen, I think, right? Or am I wrong? I think that might have been what it was. Anyway, 
Um, so, like I said, any one of their kids, it's perfectly fine for them to go into music as well. I mean, why wouldn't you? Right. You grew up with your dad doing all this musical shit. It's going to rub off on you. But, like I said, I don't think I'd try to do it using my dad's band's old name. That's just a, like, that's a little on the nose there, buddy. Who would be the worst example of a guy trading on? To- yeah, I would say Sean Lennon. <laughs> Maybe so. I actually have heard any of this shit, but I can't imagine it'd be worth it. Oh, listening. he's horrible. His music's horrible. I mean, Julian got all the talent, in my opinion. I liked Julian's stuff back in the day. Yeah, it was really it was good, old man. poppy stuff, but it was good yeah. stuff. So, it's a uh, shame that uh, things didn't work out for him. Yeah, that there wasn't more of it. What, did he just end up going into production or something like that? I think that's what a lot of them do. You know what? I uh, I talked to Donnie B about it one day, and I think him and Chip were over in Europe or something like that, and they were like all in this club and playing music, and uh, Julian kind of told him a story about how him and John didn't get along, and... <laughs> He was kind of an asshole, and Donnie's like, dude, you're destroying my idol here, dude. <laughs> don't, don't, I don't want to hear it, man. I don't want to hear it. It's kind of, it was interesting for Donnie to tell, a lot better than what I just did. But, dude, he's um, only 60, man. Apparently, uh, Julian didn't have that relationship with uh, John like Sean did, and Sean, unfortunately, didn't get the talent that Julian got, in my opinion, right? Uh, I like the stuff that Julian did. It's, and you know why? If he put something out today, I would definitely check it out just to see what it sounded like. You know, uh, it sounds like the last thing he released was in maybe 2011. Oh wow! Was so like ten years ago. An album called "Everything Changes," and he worked with a film director to, on a feature-length video documentary through the picture window, which followed his journey in the making of that album and includes interviews with Steven Tyler, Bono bunch of other people so that sounds kind of mildly interesting i would watch that actually yeah, it I sounds mean, interesting at all thing. he seems I mean, like an interesting lot. dude whereas sean just yeah. seems like a douchebag yeah you look at it you just i'm gonna be 70 stud right it's like you look like a douchebag <laughs> he does so anyway so that's that story uh interesting in the world of music uh not so interesting perhaps although it is curious what's going on and that is that apparently recently Lars Ulrich gave Brian Johnson a tour of Metallica HQ. Really? Yeah. Well, apparently it's um, he has a show, and I didn't know this. Brian Johnson has a TV show called Brian Johnson's A Life on the Road. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. And I yeah, think I might have the... seen that episode. It may have been, been an older on... one. Yeah, he's been on the air since 2017. And... Uh, I mean, I just, I'm not, I'm a cord cutter, so I don't have any of those cable shows. I don't give a shit. But uh, he basically made his way, uh, you know, he made his way online, this video uh, about uh, his old pal, Lars Ulrich. I didn't know they were pals. And uh, and uh, Lars was taking him on a tour of Metallica HQ. So it says that, uh, was it Uber, Met- Uber Metallica fans may have likely seen the facility before the oodles of video content the band has pumped out over the past few years, but it's still a fun look behind the scenes. That'll make you salivate and daydream of having your own decked out rehearsal space. So apparently, I guess, I didn't realize that. Part of the deal here is that Metallica has a really sweet-ass sort of rehearsal space that they play in whenever they play in. I mean, they got fucking boatloads of cash, so I guess they can do what they want. So I guess they do things like that. What's interesting here is, I mean, this is all on Metal Sucks. It says here, Metallica, meanwhile, are currently deep into, quote, some pretty serious writing for their next album. After first floating the idea of working on new music while under quarantine in April, 
Uh, by June, Lars Ulrich had revealed that Metallica were indeed in writing mode. James and Rob have both said that they have been busy working on new songs, too, and Kirk Hammett has trumpeted the fact that he has over 600 song ideas recorded after infamously losing his cell phone with 300-plus ideas prior to the sessions for Hardwire. Look at that. That's why, like, you learn, too. Don't keep all your shit on one computer or phone. Because then you lose it. Says the band are having some technical issues collaborating over the internet. We're looking into doing so in person in a bubble last year. And Lars recently revealed that the new material is coming along at a glacial pace. So I guess it's slowed down now. Oh, well. I get they got all excited while they were locked up. Now that they're not so locked up anymore, they're like, eh, let's put this shit on the back burner. Yeah, I don't <laughs> have time for this, mate. I know. So I got a lot going on. It's like, we can't play like we used to. We've got to come up with something else. That's because James has to keep going to fucking car studios and shit, Holmes. Car studios. Oh, yeah, he's like Mr. Like car. Always somewhere looking at cars and stuff. And just like, dude, they're just cars. Calm down, dude. Yeah, no shit. It's like it's one thing to be, you know, to into cars, but like, like Jay Leno or something. That, that's what it is. He's like a miniature Jay Leno with that shit. He starts talking. His hair's all turning gray. He's got the whole thing. <laughs> I could see that with James, though. Couldn't you? Well, he is all gray hair. Well, Kirk's the the funniest man. He's like snow white hair all over the place. Yeah, he is. He's pretty wild looking. I was like, are you Santa Claus now? He's like a Mexican Santa Claus, Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> what do they call that, Holmes? El Santa Claus? Mr. Santa Claus. About the with the hair on his jaws. Okay. Started doing Cheech and Chong, huh? Need some Cheech Holmes. That's the good shit. Uh, so, uh, new story, or are you going to throw a tune in there? Because I know you'll just interrupt me and go, oh, wait, oh, wait, I want to play something. Let's do another story before we play another song, Mr. Look, Smart Guy. Look at you. So, anyway, uh, interestingly, uh, it says that Dave Lombardo recently says that he believes that Slayer would never have survived if they had debuted in the internet era. So that's an hmm. interesting story. Yeah, apparently he recently, uh, he was speaking with uh, the Pitts Mosh Talks cover stories, and he said, quote, if the internet existed back when Slayer was released their very first album, we would have been destroyed. Oh, what's this? So today, these days, you have to go with the approach of how we did it back then. We didn't care. We thought it was heavy. We thought it was brutal and evil. It was dark had a certain feel to it and made us all happy and it had our stamp of approval what we were listening to at the time created a bar it's like okay we've got to come up with something like this or better and we always wanted to do something better and different um, sorry lost my place okay i think really musicians and bands listen to yourselves don't listen to anyone so i guess he's saying that right now with everything being on the internet that as soon as you even have an idea right you're probably posting it on Instagram or TikTok or something and once you do that and I, I never thought of this but I guess it makes sense once you do that you're getting instant feedback so imagine yeah. if you're trying to write a song as a professional like you're I don't know, Metallica or somebody or any one of your favorite bands you're writing music and you go hey look at this cool lick and then everyone says nah dude you ought to like from that you just switch into another key and then do like some cool and the, you know what I mean it's like this isn't a democracy I'm not asking right. y'all's opinion on how to write my song but exactly. they're not going to be able to help themselves, right? Uh, and I wonder if that affects the writing of the music these days as opposed to the old days. Back then, you kind of created shit in a vacuum. You know, yeah. you're in your, with your little pals in the studio, and you'll hash out an album, and then that's that. Never sees the light of day. No one knows anything about it. 
because like the masters are at the studio or whatever so no one gets to really yeah. hear anything you didn't even have a phone to like record it in the room while you were there so that other people could hear it at a party or something so there's that and then now like i said everything is pretty much done in the open i mean it's like when people are doing movies now right they're filming some super super secret movie like the next batman movie or something right at pictures of the car and his costume all that shit's out months and months before because there's dudes with like super telephoto lenses going yeah oh, yeah oh, robert pattinson on the set you know in his batman suit for the first time so it's like nothing can be secret anymore nothing can be a surprise you got some idea what it is before you even hear it but now because of the internet you can say oh by the way that sucks and you should change that if they know what they're doing they're going to change there's no way they're going to let them wear that that's going to look stupid and that's mm -hmm. got to affect the people making the art and you can't have oh, yeah. people fucking eat. Art isn't a democracy, man. So I think that that's bad news for artists. And I, I'm kind of surprised that I never thought of that before now, that that's got to be something that happens. And I wonder how artists are dealing with that sort of, you know, I don't know what you, what you call it. It's just the peanut gallery. Fucking question well, here every move. Interesting you mentioned that because the interview we did with our good friend, David Reedman, mm -hmm. and he made a comment that I found so fascinating. I wish I would have explored it a little bit more with him. Um, but basically he said, he's got this new song. It just came out on April 5th. And he said, yeah, I'm releasing on Spotify and the internet, which used to be the devil to artists because that's what destroyed record contracts and stuff like that. He goes, but now the internet's actually our friend and it's the only way to get our music out there opposed to the way it used to be. So in one regard, you're looking at the Napster where you know the music's getting stolen and stuff like that. Everything's just out there. But now with COVID and just the way the music industry is now, YouTube and internet, Spotify's and stuff like that are the only way for people to discover the new music so social media through instagram through facebook hey i got this new song check it out yeah i got this new album out check it out you know and it's kind of interesting the perspective he put because it used to be the devil but now it's not it's our friends <laughs> compared to where it was back in the day so i thought that was a pretty interesting comment he made yeah i guess different artists will have different opinions on it some will yeah. really love it some will really hate it and so everywhere in between i guess but this yeah for me personally I think it would be kind of a problem. And that's why I like sometimes when you have people like, uh, I think J.J. Abrams would do stuff like this uh, for all that you want to say about him. And that is that when he's working on something, he really goes to great lengths to make sure he keeps it a secret because he wants you to have that sense of sure. wonder. He's one of the, That's one of the things I like about him, and that is he's really big on that. He's like, I want people to be surprised by stuff and in these days in the modern age you just can't be surprised anymore right so he really tries his best to keep everything a secret keep things under wraps until he's ready to show it to people so that everybody has the same sort of feeling at once and sort of experience it like we used to like 30 years ago yeah so that is kind of a shame that while we have gotten closer together because the internet it's also kind of ruined some things in a way yeah that element of surprise is gone yeah, you know, that, that, that was remember with... back in the day that was fun you'd get like a new album and you'd rush out to the car and yeah. put it in the in the put the tape player and i remember this when scenes from a memory came out with mm -hmm. dream theater and uh i got the album that day that it came out ran to the car got in my uh, car and i called uh my friend uh and said hey dude 
are, have you got the album? Have you listened to it yet? We were all just excited about it, you know, just yeah, like yeah. listening to the music for the first time and experiencing it. And it was just like, that was, that was a fun experience. And I don't know that we'll ever have that again. I don't think so. I How think could you not gone, have man. heard something from a new album by the time it comes out? Oh, yeah. Or if, if even when you would used to go to the movie theater and you didn't see a trailer, but you saw the new bad kind of a bad example the new halloween was coming out <laughs> before they ran to the ground but yeah, yeah or the new or say there was a new nightmare on elm street coming out with Some, and they brought back uh robert england to play freddy and right. all you had was a poster right dude if i saw that i was like fuck what day is it opening i haven't been i didn't want to go to an opening day for a movie for a very long time i mean post or pre-covid shit yeah, yeah. I would have fucking just stood in line to see that fucking movie. Damn, okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. It was a day that, yeah, back in the day, then it was like that. Yeah, you didn't have now everything. And I'm one of those people. Like, if I hear movies coming out, I got no problem seeing, like, like handheld footage of some dude who was on the set. Like, I want to, yeah. like, what am I going to see, dude? I want to, I want, give me some stuff. Give me some stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm always like, out there, like, where's the trailer? Where's the teaser for the trailer, right? You got, like, a trailer for right. the trailer, the teaser. And I'm like, I got to see that, dude. I want whatever I can get for whatever movie I'm interested in because we can't wait anymore. It's like, as soon as you hear a movie's coming out, it's like, well, where's the shit? I want to see something. Who's in the cast? I want to know now, you know? Yeah. And so you just have to wait, and it drives you nuts. So especially with COVID, it's made everything slow down. Are you still like that? Yeah. About you know movies what? and stuff. Not well, so much since COVID stuff. happened, dude, I rarely turn on a TV. Well, I see it and, all on YouTube and stuff. Yeah, well, I don't I'm not even, I don't watch movies. I don't watch any of that on YouTube. It's just the TV just sits there dark. Every once in a while, I was like, ah, I want to let you know, relax, watch a movie. But I watch. I rarely watch TV anymore. Oh, really? And it's weird. And it all started. My ex-wife and I used to watch a lot of TV together. So I don't know if it's part of that. Part of that, the fact that you never own now, right? Yeah. Well, no. I mean, like tonight. Uh huh. What am I going to do after this? Oh, I don't know. What do I care? <laughs> well, I know that's happened earlier in the week. Bada bing! No, I just see you know. going to a brewery, obviously. No, no. You're a liar. I'm a liar. <laughs> no, I'm not going anywhere. I'm I'm probably going to finish the podcast that's going to post Sunday. And then, shit, I'll probably go to bed. Oh, okay. See, I've watched, like, uh, like it's Friday, so that was means a new Falcon and the Winter Soldier episode, so I had to watch that. Mm-hmm. That's what's kind of cool about some of the shows, like, especially on the Disney stuff, and that is all the Marvel stuff. They're they're not doing the whole, let's release everything at once, and then everybody binges yeah. it. Yeah. I don't like that shit. I used to do that, but I don't do that anymore. I'm like, even if, if all the episodes are out, I'm like, let's watch a couple, and then let's you know, wait tomorrow and watch another couple. Yeah, no. calm down. Yeah. Because it used to be, if something come on, be like, all right. Just let the next one just roll right up before you know it. Like yeah, binge watching. Five, six hours go by. Yeah, I was like, I can't do that. I can't sit still that long. You know, it's like my ass starts to hurt. So now I'm like, you know, Friday, they release those episodic shows. That's like every Friday, new episode. That's what they did with WandaVision. Now they deal with Falcon the Winter Soldier. And that's it's become fun. It's kind of like watching TV again, like back in the day when you had to wait a week to find the next episode. Yeah, yeah. That's more fun. So I kind of like that. But there's, yeah, there's a lot of shows I'll watch. I just saw the King Kong movie, King Kong versus Godzilla, or whatever. There you go. Yeah, that's all right. I mean, it's it's a monster movie. They're yeah, not yeah. Shakespeare. 
So they did their thing. Yeah, they did their thing. It's like you can watch them beat up each other and fight, blah, blah, blah. That's cool. And then and mm-hmm. it did all right. I just love Godzilla. I've always been a huge Godzilla fan. So it was just cool to see him up there. Is that and why you like Gohira? Gohira. I just didn't want King Kong to, to win because that would have fucking pissed me off, dude. When that movie came out back in the day, King Kong yeah. versus Godzilla, the first one, and they, they implied that he beat Godzilla. I was like, fuck you. I was like, <laughs> There's no not watch this again. There's no way a monkey's gonna beat Godzilla. But anyway, <laughs> so I was like, "Don't you do it, not this time." And K- King Kong's a cool character. I liked him by himself. I just didn't like the idea of them yeah. fighting. It's like it's a new contest. Godzilla would squash his ass. It's all just burn him. He would fuck him up. Yeah, and so well, God, King Kong's thirty feet tall. He's not yeah. that tall. Whereas Godzilla's like thirty stories tall. Everybody knows this. So why are we yeah. acting like he wouldn't just drop kick his ass across the the Bay of Tokyo or whatever? It's mm-hmm. like, let's just be cool. Anyway, <laughs> that's a whole other story. But anyway, that's uh, another so, but now I want to see that Nobody with Bob Odenkirk. That looks badass. Where it's basically the guy that wrote John Wick did this movie. And so mm-hmm. it, he plays this guy who's just like, he looks like a normal schlub, but he's kind of an ass kicker, I guess. And Bob so Odenkirk's exactly, an ass kicker? Exactly. Oh my God. Wait Is a, it a comedy? I don't think so. That's why I'm like, oh. this sounds crazy. It's either going to be the worst thing ever or it's going to be fucking brilliant. So I've heard David Cross is going to be the uh, no the shit. villain. <laughs> Mr. Show reunited that's Holmes. The, see, that's the thing. Most people don't know Mr. Show. They just know yeah. Better Call Saul, so they don't know anything about that. But it is. Uh, it looks like it's good. So anyway, that's out. And uh, and the other things next week is Mortal Kombat. I gotta see Mortal Kombat, Holmes. Another Mortal Kombat movie for real. Dude, you can't go wrong with Mortal Kombat, Holmes. People <laughs> ripping spines out and shit. I'm all about it. Kane wins. Exactly. Okay. I'm all about it, Holmes. So there's a lot of good shit to watch. It's just I don't need to go to the fucking theater. If they don't even do theaters anymore, I'll be happy. It's like, just bring the shit home. I'll, I'll pay 20 bucks so yeah. I can watch the movie on the, the day it comes out on my TV at home, on my own couch, yeah. with my own clean bathroom instead of the shit house that's at every theater. Ah, that's true. Exactly. So then I can have my own snacks, do whatever I want. Do what you want. Tuggy root. You do you. That's right. So anyway, that's enough talking about us. You tricked me to talk about us. So let's get back on a real news unless you uh, got a tune for us. You want a tune? I got a tune for you. I can't. You ready for this? How about some thrash? You're Mr. Thrash Master. Holy shit, you got some thrash How about some brand new Flotsam and Jetsam? This one's called Burn the Sky. Nice, huh? Let's do it.
this thing, I mean, I'm not the hugest Campbell Corpse guy. Me neither. But uh, Corpse Grinder, the front man, George Corpse Grinder. That's his name. <laughs> my name's Corpse. My last name's Grinder. That's right. Corpse Grinder. You can call me Cole, Corpy. Corpy. Uh, George Fisher, of course, is his normal actual name, but he goes by Corpse Grinder, and he was a uh, recent guest on a podcast where they were talking about the new album. Good for them, but the conversation apparently turned to streaming music services such as Spotify, Apple Music, and YouTube, and he revealed that he uses streaming services, but he refuses to pay their subscription fees. So he just puts up with all the commercials and all that stuff because he's just mm-hmm. a stubborn jerk, apparently, is what he called himself. And I'm the same way. I don't know about you, but like... I'm the same way. I'm cheap. Yeah, if I, I do, I just do Pandora. Yeah. Yeah, fuck that. And, and if, if you just want me to listen to it, I'm so used to ads. I hate ads. Believe me. Ads make me want to punch through a fucking wall because they're, they're yeah. constant. And especially on YouTube where they decided, we're not even going to be cool about it. We're going to use this little algorithm so it's all automated but that usually means that the commercial will literally come in the middle of a word when someone's talking it's just yeah. all sudden out of the blue hey do you have geico or some bullshit i'm like yeah. motherfucker, i'm trying to watch this magic trick or whatever the hell i'm watching yeah um and that shit annoys me but i refuse to fucking pay for it and they're constantly are you sure you don't want to try youtube premium red tube whatever for like you know uh a day 30 days free i'm like Good fuck yourself Okay. I'm not paying. It's bad enough. I got to pay for every other fucking service. You know how many services I pay for? I got Amazon Prime. I got Hulu with HBO, and I've got uh, Netflix, and I've got I've got all kinds of shit. Yeah. I don't need one more fucking thing. Yeah, I follow. Yeah, even for my music. Now I used to pay for Pandora, but I just finally stopped with that. Um, and I think I briefly toyed with Spotify, but I'd like for a month or something. So I'm just like, I don't know why I'd want to pay for this because what happens is as soon as you start paying, that's when all of a sudden you just stop listening. So you yeah. end up paying for something. It's like the, it's like a gym membership. It's like it's, as soon as I find a gym membership, I'm not going to go anywhere. Yeah. So that's why I don't do any of that shit, and and I get tired of it. I when I go on Twitch and I watch people on Twitch, it's always, well, you want to subscribe? It's like I don't want to fuck this. I don't want to give you a fucking dime. Yeah, this shit's free. Yourself. So dance, monkey. <laughs> so, but that's me. Uh, anyway, so apparently he's he's pretty strong about that. He says here, I'm old school in certain ways. When it comes to music, I'll listen to stuff off of iTunes or whatever, but I don't think I own a streaming service music-wise. I'll listen to YouTube music, and I'll just deal with commercials. I'll just deal with them. Big deal. Uh, It's almost like growing up listening to the radio and there was not much else. Or when I was working on jobs with my father doing construction, we had the radio on. There were songs you hated, and all of a sudden you were whistling them because you listened to them a thousand fucking times. But the point is, I just remember those times, and I go, okay, well, YouTube music, I'll deal with your damn commercials because I can listen to the stuff. I can at least type in what I want. I want Samael or or uh, Ceremony of Opposites. I'll hear the record two or three songs. I'll get a commercial. I'll hear two or three more songs. I'll get a commercial. And there's the last two songs. Record's over, and I'll pick another. And I'll just deal with commercials like when I was listening to regular radio. I'm like, yeah, exactly. It's not all that different. Yeah. And I think... How funny if Woody had been is like... Yeah, Demi Lovato, Britney Spears. Shit. <laughs> That's right. And uh, of course, Julio Iglesias. I got to listen to my Julio Iglesias. Backstreet Boys. I mean, He's that's j- y'all just get another band. It's it all right. I'll take the commercials. It's all right. Uh, so anyway, that's uh, that's where it's going with old Corpse Grinder. I bet you a lot of people feel that way, actually. A lot of old school, yeah. like the dudes in Slayer are probably the same way, you know? 
just mm-hmm. these old school, crusty old motherfuckers, old metalheads and stuff, and they're just like, I'm not paying for shit. Even though they're oh. fucking rich, it's like, I'm not paying. <clears throat> well, dude, I, I, I refuse to pay. I pay, I say that, but I pay for my daughter to have Spotify without commercials. I see. But I don't pay myself. That would be dumb. That would be dumb. <laughs> would be dumb. You know, I'm just too cheap. And somehow I got suckered into the other one. Yeah, oh, it happens. Like I did with the, uh, the only reason I even did the, uh, the, when I had it for six months, the uh, satellite radio, is I just, they had some super low deal for six months. And then they bugged the fuck out of me to renew. Mm-hmm. They were literally calling my phone saying, hey, bro, how about we set you up with that? And I'm like, go fuck yourself. We're ready. Yeah. We want like, you. I, yeah, if I wanted you, I'd be calling you. And I told him, I had to take me off the list. Don't ever call me again. And I hung up on him. He was pissing me off, Holmes. I was in the middle of ordering breakfast when he was bothering me. What a bastard. Yeah. He has don't. no fucking idea what you're doing. <laughs> no fucking pity. <laughs> so anyway, have you got any stories? I don't mean to like be uh, hogging it no, all. No, I like how you bring them up and then we banter. banter. Now, let's do one more. Let's go to our uh, classical show. Well, how about this exciting idea? Did you know that good old saliva re-recorded Click Click Boom? Wow, that was a great idea. Just what everybody needed, huh? You know, I was wondering, as I, out of all the songs out there, which uh, song could be re-recorded and sound so much better? Click Click Boom. Well, according, Damn straight. <laughs> according to Metal Sucks, he has this article. They say... Uh, I like the way they start out because they're kind of assholes. The weather's getting nice. The end of the pandemic is in sight. Many of us haven't heard Donald Trump's voice since January. 2021 is shaping up to be a decent year, or at least it was, until 12.30 p.m. (laughs) time today when I got a press release announcing that Saliva have re-recorded their signature hit, Click, Click, Click. He says they allegedly did this to celebrate the 20th anniversary of Every Six Seconds, the album on which the song originally appeared. I would imagine it's also at least partially a big middle finger to the band's original vocalist, jo- Josie Scott, with whom reunion talks seem to have fallen apart. Oh, so he's not even with the band anymore? They got another vocalist? Yes, not, which, yeah, which is strange. So let's see. It says, in any case, I've now listened to both versions of the song back to back. Let no one ever say that I don't suffer from my art. And the differences <laughs> so are minimal. The new metal aspects have been slightly toned down to whatever minor degree that's possible. The production is much uh, busier and louder, and Scott has been swapped out for the group's current frontman, Bobby Bobby Yamahu. That's what he says. I don't know the guy <laughs> whoever replaced him, I guess, in the band. So, yeah. which is strange, right? I mean, for all you know, this new guy will be out in a year. Then maybe he's right. just there for the tour or something. So to go through the trouble of re-recording an old song with whoever the current schmuck happens to be. Yeah. And thereby just sort of setting it in stone in that sense. It's like, why would you do that? Yeah. You know, that's like, imagine if, well, what was that? Uh, what was his name? I don't know why I'm blanking on his name. From uh, Extreme. Gary Sharon. Yeah. He was in Van Halen for a little short period of time. No, Van Sharon. Uh-huh. So he was in there for a short period of time. But let's say while they were there, they're like, you know what? It's the anniversary of uh, Diver Down or something. So let's have... Uh, let's re-record one of those songs, but have Gary sing on it. That'd be a great idea. You know what I mean? It's like, what's dude? It's it? like when Kiss had they re-recorded Beth that Peter Chris wrote with her car singing. 
what the like, fuck? what the fuck? Who wanted that? Yeah, what fucking see? And I think it's like they're doing here. He's you know this guy Axel uh, who writes the article. He says he thinks it's kind of them trying to say fuck you to Josie Scott. Maybe that's what why they do. It think, probably is. Yeah, it's just to kind of say fuck that guy. Let's make a version of this song so we can totally fuck him out of any royalties whatsoever or something. But like maybe that. he was being a prick, and then that's why they decided to fuck him over. Maybe. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. You can argue about whether someone's justified in pulling the move. I mean, yeah. they have the material, they can do whatever they want, I guess. But it just seems like it, it, you can't do that for free, right? So you're incurring an expense and re-recording the material. Right. I just to tell it. somebody to fuck off. Yeah, exactly. I can see if you're doing it just to say, if we record this album, then like we've talked about before, now we can own this album instead of the record company getting all the money. We'll get the money. But my thing is, you can never re-record it completely perfectly, and everyone knows the original recording, right? That's what's right. famous. If Led Zeppelin today, whatever's left of them, got together and said, let's re-record you know, uh, Led Zeppelin 4 completely, just so we can own it or whatever, assuming they don't already own it, actually. It's like, okay, that's cool and all, but we all know the original recording from back in the day. This new recording, there's no way that would match up to it. It would just suck compared to it. You know, because now yeah. Rock Plant probably can't sing any of that shit anymore. Right, right, exactly. Page won't be. I mean, it just won't even sound the same. The production, there's no way it could sound. And like, and whether that's the best sounding version or not of the song, as far as the production value and all that, it's like that's the song everybody knows. Like right. when they did all those Beatles. I remember back in the day, it was a big deal when they said, "Ah, we've got the Beatles for the first time on CD in pristine format. We've remastered everything." I remember it was a big deal. And mm -hmm. basically all it was is, well, now when you listen to these old songs, all the hiss is gone that used to be on those old recordings. And I'm yeah. Like, right. But it doesn't sound the same anymore. I'm used to the hiss. That was what I grew up listening to. So now you changed my song and this is the only version I can buy now. And why the fuck would I want that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, exactly. You have to worry about. So I don't the, I would tell you this. Yeah. The one one band that I would accept it is if like Bruce Dickinson went back and sang some of the Paul Diano stuff. Okay. Because yeah. hearing that live, it's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, and like when James Labrie may do something off. Uh, yeah. Dreaming Day. When Dreaming Day Unite. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That that that's kind of cool. If the new guy is better than the old guy, and the and the band it still basically sounds the same, then it kind of works. Right, right, exactly. That's, that's exactly. not the case. So, uh, but you, th those aren't like fuck yous to like Dominici or Paul Diano. It's just like, these guys are a little bit better. <laughs> it is kind of hilarious, the idea of like yeah. recording an entire album or re-recording a song or an album all together just yeah. to say fuck you to somebody. <laughs> that he's yeah, it's, pretty, it's like, wow, that's a real way to say fuck off. I, I would like to hear the backstory on that, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, or as I like say, Sabbath went back and said, "Okay, Brian James Seal, we want you to re-sing the Iron Man, old Sabbath stuff." Yeah, Iron Man. <laughs> I, I tell you what, though, in this, you'll find this interesting. Maybe uh, when they did Live Evil, the album that pretty much broke up Black Sabbath with Dio the first time, um, Ronnie sang some of the Aussie songs. And some of the songs, I gotta say, they were just better fit for Ozzy's voice, even though Ronnie is a much better vocalist. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. Who can I? Uh, 
Yeah, so yeah, I just remember hearing, I mean, there were some songs on there. It's like, man, I, I, I liked it better with Ozzy, but there were some songs. I think Children of the Grave, I think Ronnie sounded really good on that. So, I mean, he sounded yeah, great there, on everything, but... Yeah, there's bound to be some songs where if if one of the singers from one era sings of the other era, there's bound to be some where, going both ways, where it just sounds better for whatever reason. That's and dude, I love when Dreaming Day Unite with Dominici. But when we, we saw that live video that I have with Labrie singing some of that stuff, it sounded really good, too. Right, so... I mean, a good singer is a good singer. Right, right. And that, to me, just proves, as far as Sabbath goes, it's like, I know that everybody loves Ozzy. He's like, but come on. He's not the greatest singer in the world. No, no. Obviously, Dio out-sings the fuck out of him. Pretty much everybody, right? Tony Martin, everybody who ever sang in them. Black Sabbath is better. Fucking I was listening to some... Uh, I've been listening to a lot of fucking... Um, Black Sabbath with Tony Martin. Yeah. Really, really good. You're into it, Holmes? I think I might actually have to use that as my fucking pick. My classic, Holmes. I had a classic in mind, but now I've changed my mind. Audible at the line. I'm vetoing it. (laughs) This is bullshit, mate. It's bullshit. So so you say it's time for classic? Is that what you're trying to tell me? I think, unless you have another story. No, no, please, uh, please proceed, sir. Mr. G. All right, so uh, this is an album, uh, I think it was the third album they did with Tony Martin, Sabbath. And I love this song, man. There's so many good parts to it. Uh, the album's called Cross Purposes. It had Cross of Thorns, which was, the, I guess, the quote-unquote hit uh, but this one I like even better. It's called Psychophobia. Nice. Little Tony Martin era Black Sabbath for you. Tender little love ballad. <laughs> Let's check it out now. What you got for a classic over there? You know what? Sometimes you just have to go to the absolute, I mean, like the super classics, right? That, like, who doesn't fucking love those classical songs? 
Sure. I'm about to throw on you a little sabotage. Oh, yeah. You want to hear something funny? That was my original classic. I wonder if it's the same song. Maybe. I was going to go with the Hall. The same band, though. Go ahead. I was going to go with Hall of the Mountain King. Nope. I was going to go with Sirens because Sirens uh, just had a birthday here recently. But uh could always do a little Hall of the Mountain King. Always good with that one. Oh, we're doing Hall of the Mountain King. <laughs> It's like, fuck you and your sirens. <laughs> Don't you fucking push me. <laughs> Let's do it. singing right john oliver right yeah yeah i love john oliver. he's got that great voice because if when you hear him sometimes you're just like this motherfucker can't sing he's just he's just screaming but then you hear him, he's like no he actually sounds really fucking cool <laughs> right? oh, yeah. his voice it's is just really cool such a cool motherfucker it's on very top unique. of that too yeah, it's just a very unique sound to his voice oh yeah yeah and, and again just a great dude on top of everything so that makes it even better you know what i mean i'm hit yeah well, uh, let's go to our picks issue. Um, I'm going to go with a band that I really, really dig. I followed them from their uh, first record. They're called Dream Shade, ah. where I think they start off a bit heavier and then went more into a kind of a cookie, clean vocal style, mm -hmm. intricate rhythms and stuff like that. Uh, Dream Shade. Really dig these guys. Um, they've got a brand new record. Uh, I believe it's out by now. I don't know, mate. I'm not 100% oh, sure. Fast one. They bought a pull the fast one, mate. I don't know. You tricky bastard. So uh, the name of the record is called A Pale Blue Dot, which sounds like a Dream Theater title, if I do yeah, say so myself. Is that a Dream Theater song? I think it might Yeah, it is. I don't, but they didn't cover it. That'd Damn it. Awesome. They just do it. But the, the song I'm going to pick, it's called Safe Harbor. Let's check it out. Safe 
Uh, I got a guy who I think is from Detroit. He's on Candy Rat Records. And this guy's name is Sammy Bowler. I'm not sure if I'm saying his name right. It's B-O-L-L-E-R. So it could be Baller. Baller. He's a baller, dude. Straight up baller. Uh, But anyway, he's he's a really good guitarist, dude. And he has this really good song that's out now called ritual lights and you should just hear it it's got a really nice feel uh he's got it's sort of a i mean i think he can shred but it's got a lot of real a lot of feel to his playing which is always nice to hear sweet i love feel yep check it out let's do it this shit up B I think we could wrap it up Holmes I was about to do a dice line you caught me on a cycle there sorry yes I said a party not a party <laughs> I think that's what the line is something like that no I think it's like, oh dress nice yeah. I said to dress nice not nice nice <laughs> with the <laughs> yeah. uh, that was a good one I like that I might have to go rewatch that movie it's been a while it's a classic Holmes home that thing should be permanently on my phone or something it should be it should be a little bit embarrassed it's like what happened to me earlier today uh-huh. when the cat like had the chocolate shotgun all over the uh <laughs> the cat room and i looked at her and i said you know what you go fuck yourself because you know what i'm gonna give you two